All right, our song is not playing. Do y'all still hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, my song's not playing, and I don't know why. So you know what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen? This is off the chain. For whatever reason, we are having a technical difficulty, but we're going to fix that because we are going to play another opening song. So bear with us. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush, and our guest, Sun King Rising. And the song that we had set up to play had a brain cramp, which is normal for this show. See, what John, would I tell you? Anything happens. So ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> here is our opening second song. Good girl from
gentlemen, and once again, this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush, and our guest, Sun King Rising, and his name is John. Please, John, if I crucify it, please correct me. Blangero. It's uh, Blangero. Blangero. See, I wanted to make the G hard. It's Blangero, (laughs) which is very romantic. I love it. So thank you for correcting me. It's Italian. (laughs) Well, see, there there it is. It's Italian. I should have known. Rock music. You know, every time I I hear Italian last names, I, like, do the, the, the crappiest Italian accent that I can. I know. Let's see, it, it, you can't help it. Rock music and biomedical <laughs> science are strange bedfellows, but it is the bed that Peacock Sunrise recording artist John Blangero has made for himself. One listens to his soulful album, Delta Tales by Alter Ego, Sun King Rising, and it will make the oddness of that pairing seem almost normal. Neither his music nor his work as a renowned genetic scientist are strange at all, as it turns out. Call it the genetics of the soul. Blangero quickly displays prodigious musical gifts. See, sometimes I can't talk. When he started taking piano lessons at age five in his hometown of Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Five years later, he had absorbed not only the fundamentals of classical music, but also gospel and rock music. He joined his first rock band at 14 and was soon composing and singing his own music. This man inspires me, aspires me, and makes me jealous all in one fell swoop. Apprenticeships in a series of area bands culminated in the formation of his own original band called Harlequin, with which he attained regional popularity throughout the fertile Pennsylvania, Ohio, West Virginia market. And then at the height of the band's popularity, he put his music on the back burner to obtain his Ph.D. and became an active biomedical research scientist. During his 20-year musical hiatus, he ascended to rock star statue in the international scientific community. But the music lying dormant within his spirit would not remain silent. Playing casually with blues bands in San Antonio toward the end of the 21st century rekindled his creative spark and prompted him to begin writing new songs. On October 2nd, 2020, Peacock Sunrise Records released his first solo album, Delta Tales. Its songs are expressions of the soul and gospel influences that shaped him. Call it the rebirth of classic southern rock and soul. John, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for taking the time to spend an hour with us because you are a man after my own heart. Thank you so much, Yvonne and Ian. I will say it's an absolute pleasure to be with you tonight. Well, as we told you before we went live, this show is totally unscripted. I have no idea where it's going. Just like the song that I wanted to play decided it didn't want to play. I don't know, maybe tonight we're (laughs) possessed. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) We just roll with it. So let's let's talk about John. I mean, you start playing at five, you get your own band at fourteen, then you decide you want to become a, a, a <laughs> genetic scientist, and then go back and get your PhD. Are you the Energizer Bunny, my friend? Oh, I'm not sure about that. In fact, I probably was that uh, going on to do a Ph.D. might have been the the easy road for me versus the 
the the scary road of music. Uh, so uh, I saw so many musicians struggling, and I just thought that you know maybe I needed a sure thing, and I was pretty confident about my scientific skills so i went there but i must say that i'm having the time of my life with my return to the music world and i and i'm trying to make up for all that lost time well well let me ask you this from from the time that you put it on a 20-year hiatus to now have you seen a difference in the tone of where music has gone because if the early days of rock and roll, the early days of soul, the early days of blues and jazz, and the early days of country have evolved into something else. In your in your mind as a musician, is it better? Is it worse? Is it just part of the evolving like everything else that changes in our life? Yeah, I think that, you know, I think there's good parts and there's bad parts to it all certainly it's the business has changed enormously and it's almost impossible for a musician to make a living these days whereas when i was coming up in the 70s it seemed like a lot you know the 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 possibilities were greater however even then i thought it was too risky which is why i went into an alternative area Right. On the good side, it's so easy with technology now. It's you know, uh, you can literally make a pretty decent record at home, whereas before we had to go into the studios. That said, my albums are done in kind of classical format. We are all uh, done in real recording studios with real live players usually hopefully as much as possible in the same room at the same time and i think a lot of that is lost so i think a lot of i do think a lot of the soul of music has been eclipsed in the digital era that said there are you know there's always there are always musical geniuses around so we're we always will have people who are exceptional but i think it's i think it's a different it's a different business now and uh also in terms of just, you know, the money that is at, to be made in live performances. Uh, back in the 70s, my band commanded a, uh, more money than most bands would be getting today in similar situations. So I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think in, inflation or the, or the appreciation of musicians has increased at all, and, that, and that's very sad. That so, is sad. I think we're more we're more egalitarian now. More people can do it, but I, it's <laughs> it's it's not the same feel. And that's why I make records that sound exactly like the the early to mid seventies. <laughs> well, it hey, is so um, close to my heart. What um, what similarities and differences do you see between your job and your music? Do you, do you see a lot, or do you not see any? Yeah, so it is, is. I definitely see parallels, and and however, I mean, I I use my so my, as was mentioned, I'm a biomedical research scientist, and uh, I'm I'm much better known as a scientist than I am as a musician. But one of the aspects of science that 
that kind of connects me to music is I'm very mathematical and music at its heart has a lot of connections with mathematics so that I can see certain things in music that I see in science also and they, they come to me kind of naturally. So I guess that was there first and that's what drew me to music and then ultimately drew me to science. So, you know, there's a lot of things that are basically mathematical transformations in music. So changing key, you know, that's basically a simple mathematical operation. Harmony, basically mathematics, things like that. So I do see connections. On the other hand, I must say, when I sit down at the piano, the world goes away and all my I'm not thinking about science. I'm not thinking about, you know, any uh, stressful things that are happening in our typical day-to-day -day lives. I'm thinking about something else. It's a spiritual kind of connection with the instrument that, that, that takes me away. And without that, I just don't, you know, I think quality of life is just not, not the same. Would it How be many fair people? Say... Uh... Go ahead. Go Jill. ahead, Ian. No, you go ahead. I was just going to make a joke. I was going to say, how many people uh, do that old song, Blinding Me with Science, and with, with you? <laughs> you know what song I'm talking about? Well, absolutely. That was uh, Thomas Dolby, right, in the, in the 80s. Yeah, he's blinding me with yeah. science. Like, every time I kept reading your bio, I'm like, oh, I'm going to use this stupid joke on him tonight. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean, John? We, well, we, we hope, we no hope to open up. So let me ask you this. When when you sit down to do your music, do you find that it, it clears your mind so that you can go back to science with, with a more clear mind and a sharper focus on what it is that you need to do? It absolutely does. So I try to start every day in the morning. I try to play the piano for an hour. And it really sets the tone for my day. So I might be in that hour, I might be doing some writing, you know, but after I get past some exercises, you know, that's when I tend to write songs. It, I'm completely clear. The stresses of the day haven't shown up yet. And it just, it just starts it all in a, in a, in a really nice fashion. And if I don't do that, I find that, um, you know, I, I definitely don't feel as good throughout the day. When I read in your in your thing that I pulled off today that you while you were working on your album, you were also working at the university on the genetics of human response to the COVID-19 virus. I just found that fascinating <laughs> because here's this musician who's also a scientist, who's also doing research to see what's going to happen or what can happen years down the road to human beings and this virus. And I'm going, I want to get in his head so bad. Yes, it's, uh, that is a, an area that I'm currently working in and have been now since the start of the, of the pandemic. And it, it is exactly as you said, 
I'm trying to figure, you know, people respond differently to the virus. And right. People respond differently very early to the virus. And it's like as soon as it, they come in contact with it. And we've been able to show that different cells in the body uh, uh, and by different people, they have different capacities to immediately reject the virus. So, and this has a genetic basis that we're still trying to pin down. So it's been fascinating. So I've been working with, uh, I make lung cells and I make liver cells and I make, you know, essentially brain cells and heart cells and we test them all in this kind of meticulous fashion and try to find the bits of DNA that correlate with people's resistance or, or susceptibility to the virus. Well, I could be one of your guinea pigs in that because out of two different groups of people that I run with, and these two groups of people do not know each other, they all got sick. I never had. Yeah, no. There's there's some people who are impervious to the virus, so and well, it would be great to mean. figure out what that is. You know. Uh, well, in my case, it's probably meanness. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 just it's just pure spite that keeps her uh, <laughs> from not from not getting ill. Well, and we got to bottle that, and it, it'll be good good in little doses. Then you know. <laughs> yeah, we could. I could fly out to San Antonio. You could you could pretend that you're a vampire and draw a couple of vials of blood and and say, what in the world does this girl have? Because we want it. It's gold. You know? <laughs> so, Ian, if I disappear, you know what's happened. I'm, I'm being held hostage yeah, right. in in um, Texas Rio Grande Valley. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll have to like go break you out of the out of the laboratory. <laughs> Either that or I'll take over. It, you know. <laughs> so, Yvonne, do we uh, have another song that we could play from from our guest? There you there you are in my head again, Ian. John, I know. I'll, I'll get out. Time. I'm sorry. No, you won't. You'll stay there forever. Ladies and gentlemen, this right. is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush, and our guest, John Valerjo. And there I go, crucifying his name again. But it's because I'm old, and it's late, and I don't talk well after dark, especially when I've been up all night. But he goes by Sun King Rising, and maybe he'll forgive me because he plays beautiful music. We will be back shortly.
We are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush, and our guest, Sun King Rising, who is who is also known as John Langero. I practiced it during the song, John, because I didn't want to crucify it again. I'm listening Thank to this you. song. You are welcome. People crucify my name all the time after a while. I just say, you know what? Call me, hey, you call me, bitch. I'll answer. It's okay. <laughs> It doesn't matter. <laughs> I know who I am. But I'm listening to this song, ladies and gentlemen, it's called Love Turns Gray. And if you listen to the song, what it's saying is love has no color. But as I'm listening to this song as an author, I'm I'm writing a story in my head. And and the story is a a private detective is sitting in a smoke filled bar in the Delta either in Mobile, Alabama, or in the Delta in Texas, or in uh, the Big Easy, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you who are not familiar, that is New Orleans. And he's he's on a job. He's, he's looking for somebody. And the entertainers come up to the mic and is singing this song in this smoke-filled 1940s bar, Mickey Spillane-type story and it's crystal clear in my head what made you write that song i love it well i mean that's 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 very cool uh so i i do tend to write story songs i tend to write you know narratives uh and that one that's an older song that was probably written about 2005 actually and it was just I was just thinking about about you know relationships and what it's all about and how people uh, you meet a, a number of people in your life and things go wrong and but it's it's all about the journey and not about loss so it's kind of it's kind of a uh, Although this guy has some bad luck along the way, it's an upscale song, as you can tell from the from the mm-hmm. beat, and it's a and and the music was very much inspired, kind of by the style of Leon Russell, who's one of my all-time favorite musicians. And the other thing you hear in that song is, I'm a big fan of horns, so uh-huh. horn sections feature a lot in Sun King Rising music. And then I'll tell you another little story about that song and the background vocals. So there's this great soul uh, record company. They they were called Malico Records. They're still around. They're more in the gospel area these days. But they had great artists like Bobby Blue uh, Bland, who's one of my all-time favorite singers. And the background singers on that song were from Malico Records and included the great woman named Jewel Bass and another one called Thomasine Anderson, both of which sang backup for Bobby Blue Bland many times. Wow. So I was absolutely ecstatic to be able to have them on my record and have them sing background vocals for me. Well, I tell you, listen, and you know what else I got in my ear while I was listening, not only the horns, which I love the horns, but I'm hearing the tinkling of the ivories too. And I'm, I'm seeing this piano player in this bar 
with these lovesick gaga eyes and and <laughs> you know she's not paying him any mind and it told the entire story in three minutes of this private detective on the on the hunt and John, I am just inspired. Thank you. Well, certainly every one of my songs is written on the piano. The piano is my main instrument, and it's, and the acoustic piano. So, and uh, I play mainly piano on this album, and I do, and then maybe a little bit of organ, but mainly, you know, my instrument is piano, and that's how I write. You do an amazing job. Okay, Ian, jump in because I hear the wheels turning. Yeah, for 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 sure. I I'm really uh interested in your in your um style because I haven't really heard that that style before. And when we were listening to your bio and listening to your genre of music, it um definitely doesn't give you enough justice of how unique your sound is. Well, I would say it's it's kind of a, a you know it's an amalgamation of of many different influences that I've absorbed over the years. But but the heart of it, if you listen to my piano playing, if you ever get it, you know if you can ever listen to it kind of by itself, I definitely come out of a gospel tradition. There's a certain way that you that you that you voice chords, and that's how I learned to play, and so that that. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I I also although not in that song so much but uh but uh I I can't get past my my kind of uh, you know religious beginnings so uh, I'll, I'll bring a lot of imagery in from that side too uh, you know you might you might wonder you know I was so as you mentioned I was born in Newcastle Pennsylvania which is just outside of Pittsburgh and like why do I have this southern vibe going but and it's because I was I might have been born in Pittsburgh but I was born to a southern mama and and that is that is the culture that I was brought up in. My mama was from Pineville, Kentucky and oh my her family goodness. Yeah, her family goes back to you know, they came into this country in the basically in the seventeenth century, in the in the around sixteen eighty or so in the, the Virginia Tidewater area and then moved into Kentucky very early. So uh i uh i was born to a southern culture and and southern religion and it impacted me very strongly and that's kind of the and i write along those themes even to this day so i write a lot about the two deltas and delta tales about two deltas it's about of course the most famous delta the Mississippi Delta, and then also the Rio Grande, the Rio Grande Delta of Texas, which is where I currently live. And, and so I guys, try to I integrate for people that. for people that don't understand when we talk about the Delta, explain to folks what a Delta is because they're like, what are these people talking about? It is a specific it is a specific area. And it can be in Texas, it can be in Mississippi, and it can be in Louisiana, and it can be in Alabama. And so explain to the folks what that actually means and, and so why it's, it's your music is important. Yeah. So it's basically, you know, the Delta is the extremely uh, agriculturally fertile area where the river flows to the sea. 
and you get this incredible buildup of this rich soil and, and, and this connection with the soil. So uh, I write a lot about, about you know, farming. <laughs> it sounds kind of strange, but no. I, I write a lot about the, the planter experience, the farming experience. And, and, and in South Texas, it's mainly about cotton and sugar cane. And in the Delta, it's, it's about cotton and sorghum and other things. But it's the, the, the it was really, you know, incredibly important areas for, for the country in terms of how it got its food. And I just find it fascinating. And also the river, the river itself is a metaphor, isn't it? I mean, it's constantly yeah. flowing, constantly changing. So it's just got this this you know rich source of inspiration of course in the mississippi delta is where we get the incredible blues tradition and the gospel tradition all coming together and it's just mm-hmm. spectacular i mean i love i'm i absolutely love mississippi also and i love alabama i mean I'm thinking about buying a house in natchez mississippi right now Ooh. you know i just i, 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 I love are the you area. Gonna- are you going to get Natchez under the, what is it, Natchez under the, it's not under the bridge. Under the hill. Under the hill. Yeah, under the hill. Yeah. Natchez under the hill. Yeah. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you need to go read that one too because at one time, Natchez under the hill, the history of that place is it was a rowdy place for all the vagrants, all the prostitutes, all the saloons, and it, 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 a lot of good soul Jazz and blues came out from Natchez under the hill. Am I right, John? Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's a very colorful place, and and still is. It's a beautiful, beautiful town. Uh, and and I just mean, love. I love the. I love the culture. I love the food. I love everything about the south. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you're just a good old southern boy. You can't help it. <laughs> I guess that's right. <laughs> so, with that being said, I want to play another one of your songs. It's called Beneath the Southern Sun, and we'll come back and talk about that one when it is done. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush, and our guest, Sun King Rising, also known as John Langero. See, I'm getting it, and it sounds so wonderful. We will be right back.
and gentlemen, we are back. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush. And that was Beneath the Southern Sun by Sun King Rising. John, once again, you told a wonderful, wonderful story that just touches the heart. Where in the world did that one come from? All right, that one's a family story. All right, so that, it's kind of a... It crosses a lot of generations, but basically it's a bit of a tale of sadness about the Southern diaspora post Mm -hmm. uh, depression, you know? So, you know, in the depression, a lot of people had to give up their farms and, and it happened in my family and there was a lot of sorrow around that and people leaving their, basically their, you know, their their homeland and and dying in places that were maybe you know not as friendly and and it's a it's basically a, a tale of a, of a of a great uncle who who that kind of happened to and uh, but he was he was buried back in in southern soil and so in the end. Ultimately, he ended up back there. I will say, um, I definitely enjoy how your songs tell a story. Um, maybe that's just from me being on my author background, but um, all your songs tell a story, and you have to listen really carefully to the words. I think we uh, experience a lot in mainstream music that uh, you can just have a, a good beat and throw some words together and it becomes the number one hit, but your song, you actually have to listen really carefully and, and dissect what's going on. And, and I think that makes it a more enrichment, uh, a more enriching um, experience for the, for the listener. Would you agree, Yvonne? Absolutely. That song gave me chill bumps. Well, thanks a lot. I mean, I really, I'm, I spend a lot of time on lyrics and that was a new song. So that was written towards the end of the album and that's more the direction that I've been going in so the the album that I just finished is very much you know it's very lyrical very narrative in fact the narrative even crosses across songs so I'm trying to develop a real kind of uh, a, 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 a place that that you know I hope that people can see via the imagery of the words and and characters I try to flesh out. And, you know, it's even, I got, sometimes I got this kind of what I call, it's kind of a Southern noir thing going. Uh You do. Kind of, you know, bittersweet. And, and, you know, it's all about, it's it's all the same, ultimately. It's about the human condition and, you know, tales of loss and and love and redemption and, and, you know. But it's, but I try to, I try to, put it through the lens that that you know i think is is what a lot of folks from my background have seen well i'm going to tell you if if the album that is yes ladies and gentlemen don't no it's not out yet you got to wait till september and we're going to launch it on this show so don't get excited don't go looking for it if the new album that is coming out in september is anything like this one you're going to explode on the scene. I'm telling you, John. You and and Ian will will tell you this. 
if I say you're going to go places, this time six months down the road, we're going to be seeing your name all over awards and everywhere. You're going to people going to be beating down your door to get you to do gigs all over the nation. Well, thank you. I hope that's true. Telling me from when I it happens, right? Yeah, normally is. (laughs) She doesn't. It's almost All like right. she could see the future because she she even knows that's me every <laughs> once in a while. Um, I was kind of in a low spot, feeling feeling like uh, I wasn't appreciated at work, and then you know I won um, two awards at work. I mean they they weren't presented to me; they were just kind of like hair, like threw it on the desk and <laughs> congratulations, cheers are award. You know what I mean? But like still, uh, Yvonne was like, well, I mean you're obviously doing something right. So I, I think she's part. Uh, Part radio show host, part uh, future reader. <laughs> well, oh, wonderful. Been, All right. I've been told I was a witch. I know I'm an empath, so you know, I maybe I'm a soothsayer too. Who knows? But I just well, know. you know, we have this great, we have a great tradition of wise women in the South. So, and uh, I'm one of them. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and and the thing is, John, I think that as a as a country, the people who appreciate music are looking for old school music that tells a story that puts them in a different place that they can relate to on a personal level. And and I really believe that this is, this is where your music is and you are going to be touching so many lives. Well, thank you. You are welcome. I can't wait. I can't wait for the new album to come out. Well, it's going to be called, it's called Signs and Wonders. Ooh. And it will, as you mentioned, it'll be out in uh, in uh, September. And there are 10 brand new songs that I'm extremely excited about. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of horns, but horn sections on at least half the songs. So it's kind of... It's kind of like half Southern Soul and half Southern Rock, that album. So oh, I'm very God. excited. That should be. In fact, in this song, Beneath the Southern Song, I noticed there was a lot of, of um, fiddles in it. Now, there's an old saying, what's, what's the difference between a violin and a fiddle? Well, it's $200 because you get paid $200 <laughs> more to play it as a violin than you do a fiddle. But there were a lot of fiddles in that one. In I'm just going, oh, he's just taking me way back. <laughs> Actually, there's a lot of guitar in that one, and the guitar in that one is played by my kin. My, that's my Steve Super plays lead guitar on that and multiple songs on Delta Tales, and he is my cousin. Wow. Um, we grew up together in the same, basically the same culture, and he's a fabulous musician. He was a session guitarist in Nashville for many years, and he's written songs that have been recorded by by people like George Jones and Kenny Rogers. He's just an incredible talent on his own and a great blues guitarist also. So I, well, it was fabulous to be able to reunite with him and, you know, be on an album together. It was one of the great things about about my experience with Delta Tales. And, and again, it, it, you made – you made history, you made reconnections through your music, 
through through song and it it all blended into delta tales and ladies and gentlemen this is what he says about delta tales he says and i quote if i can find it while not a concept album per se delta delta tales is thematically coherent it is about the southern experience its songs are vengates of love found love lost family faith historical burden Betrayal, sin, and redemptions set in a southern cultural landscape. Yet they are also universal themes. I love that synopsis of this album. <laughs> Thanks. I I think I nailed it. I think that's pretty much what it was. That's that's what I had in mind when I was putting it all together. And uh, uh, you know, I like it. It's kind of like you know, so you write books and and and. I like to think of an album as kind of a, a complete narrative. That's why I called it, you know, thematically coherent. So I think, I think, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like poetry, uh, kind of a, uh-huh. a, a, a consistent, you know, across uh, multiple poems or something, you know, like that. Uh, but I, uh, I wanted to tell stories. I, exactly. That's, that was the goal. I wanted to tell stories that touch people in some way. And I'm sure that it has, if, if, ladies and gentlemen, this is my take on it. If you listen to the album from beginning to end, I'm sure he has a beginning, he has a middle, and he has an end, just like a book. Am I right, John? Yeah, it's, it's, that's how I try to organize. Yeah. And step in, honey. I know I can hear the wheels turning. Well, actually, I was going to step in, in in about a minute or two because you know where we're at in, in, in the yeah. show? Yeah. I, I'm watching the clock. Yeah, it's it's getting. You believe it? Down. We're we're almost at our ten minute mark. We told you it's going to go fast. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to ask you on air. We asked you off air before we went live, but we're going to ask you on air because there are so much, many more things that we that we can talk about, both musically, the history of music, how jazz and blues and rock all came together. And even hip hop now is in in some of these young guys that are listening to blues and, and jazz are going, Oh wow, that's new no it's been around forever. We didn't even touch on that. So would you come back and visit with us again, especially when we launch the new album? I'd be absolutely delighted. It's uh I I love talking about music and I like good conversation and I think that's what we're having. And, and we do. Well, welcome, we, welcome to Off the Chain. <laughs> <laughs> Super. That is the truth because we do get we do get off the chain. Now I'm going. I don't know if if um this is going to play this time. This particular song is the song that I wanted to open with. I'm going to try one more time to play a little bit of this because this is one of my favorite. Things I don't know if it'll play or not because sometimes Blog Talk Radio has its own mind, but let's just see. Come on in. Oh, 
Gentlemen, that is our last song for the evening. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush, and our guest, Sun King Rising, also known as John Blangero. John, that was the song I wanted to play at the beginning, and for some reason, Blog Talk Radio had a brain cramp. That is one of my favorite, favorite all-time allegories. And for you to put it to music, when I heard it, I said, oh, that's got to go on the playlist. It's amazing. So, that, so that's a song that I didn't write. Uh, that was written by the great Oscar Brown Jr., who was a songwriter, musician, and a civil rights activist. And it is a wonderful allegory uh, filled with metaphor, as you mentioned. And it was a originally that song – was recorded by Johnny Rivers. He had a minor uh-huh. hit with it. And then in 1968, uh, a fellow named Al Wilson had a had a hit with it. And uh, uh, it was a song I didn't really know. And my producer brought it to me and said, I think we got to do this song. And it became the first single off the album. And as you can, I mean, we just had that, the, the, there's a song where the horn section is just incredible and the background vocals are just, I just, you know, it's so exciting to have that kind of incredible musical backing and such great words to sing. So it's a, and we just thought it was the perfect way. It's the first song in the album. It's the perfect way to kind of start Delta Tales. Well, I love it. I love it. I love it. And now we're we're like four minutes out from being shut off by Blog Talk Radio. So what you said you'll come back. So I'll get with MTS and, and say, Michael, John's coming back. We had a great time with him. He's now family. He will be part of the Off the Chain family <laughs> as well as part of the MTS family. And ladies and gentlemen, next Monday night, uh, Nancy Quinn, author Nancy Quinn will be with us. And then on next Tuesday night, one of our another family members, Jeremy Parsons, will be with us. You don't want to miss those show, and they will, will be at 8 o'clock. John, 30 seconds or less, what is your words of advice for the listening audience out there? Make every day count, especially after this pandemic. 
turn around, make a new friend, tell somebody you love them, live each day. And and I think that we have accomplished that here tonight. We have made a new friend. And, and Ian, I know you've got some words of wisdom you want to impart as well. Uh, that's just a compliment on itself. She thinks I have wisdom. <laughs> you do. Uh, I think for, for me, the biggest lesson I learned today that uh, I'll impart on the listening audience is uh, don't put too much uh, – don't rely on, on, on other people too much because, um, you know, you need to rely more on yourself than others. Kind of build the family, build the tribe, but uh, don't don't rely on people for everything in your existence. you got to rely on yourself sometimes. Uh, I know it's a little bit of a a different uh, take on what what was just said with our guests, uh, words of wisdom, but kind of what I've been learning lately that, you know, you really got to be careful who you pick uh, to be in your life because you uh, get used to them and you rely on them. And once they walk away, it's, uh, you know, makes it hard to, to, oh yeah, but it makes it hard to, uh, to rely on others for sure. So. Choose wisely who you rely on for happiness. And, John, I want to say thank you, my my new friend, for, for joining us and for, for taking an hour out of your very, very busy life and spending it with us. The hour went by fast, and the music is the music is classical. It is timeless. It takes me back, and it just reminds me of a... Um, slower time in my life that that once it's gone you can't get it back so thank you for that thank you for your storytelling thank you very much and i i i am greatly appreciative that you took the time and and listened and uh it's just uh uh makes me feel very good to be amongst friends well, and you are going okay. places, my friend. You you are going places. I'm telling you, just sit back and wait for the ride because it's coming. And Ugh. you're going to be heard in places you have never been heard before. From your mouth to God's ears, thank you. You are welcome. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight. Don't forget to tune in next Monday night at 8 o'clock with author Nancy Quinn and next Tuesday night at 8 o'clock with Arthur Jeremy Parsons with myself and my co-host Ian Bush. And go now, ladies and gentlemen, and check out Sun King Rising. Buy his music. Check him out on Facebook under Sun King Rising. Look him up. Until Monday night, I want to say thank you guys again. You guys are marvelous. I love you both. Be kind to each other, everybody out there, and we will be back on Monday night at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Good night, guys. Night, y'all. Love y'all. Love you.